rising kings and queens i pray you are well it's a new day it's a new dawn and it's a great day to feel good i have woke up feeling amazing which is a miracle within itself <laughs> because i have been highly intoxicated by choice this weekend and i'm telling you it took me like two days to fully catch myself but i'm back and when I woke up this morning at like 4.30 and I felt good, I was like, thank you, oh my word, thank you, thank you, thank you. But yesterday, when I woke up and I was praying in the morning, I just kept hearing this voice saying, you're coming into something new, you're coming into something new, you're coming into something new. And I was like, what are we coming into? And so I felt like I wanted to share this message with you. It kept coming to me in prayer and something was just saying to me, you're coming into something new. I feel like many people around me are stepping into new seasons, are stepping into new doors, are stepping into new awarenesses, are stepping into new ways of being. And my quality question is, who are you when you step into something new? What are you anchored by and where do you land? What do I mean by that? So I'm forever teaching people about having an anchor. You know, when we're on a ship and the ship is moving and when the ship stops, they anchor it. So basically, wherever that ship drifts or moves, it will only go as far as the anchor allows it to. Now, in my experience of coaching over the years, I've recognized that a lot of people are anchored to bullshit. <laughs> I said what I said. And what I mean by that is we allow ourselves to be anchored to our limiting beliefs. We allow ourselves to be anchored to our doubts. We allow ourselves to be anchored to our fears. And what I've realized is when I look at that in my mind's eye, it shows me that people are accustomed of chucking their anchor backwards. So they chuck their anchor back into their past. And so when we step into something new, we don't necessarily step in with, wow, I'm open to this. Wow, I'm ready for this. We step in with the fears of, oh, the last time I stepped into something, it turned out like this. Or, oh, I've heard people do this before and it means that. So we step in with our doubts and that's because we're chucking our anchor backwards. But what happens when we begin to chuck our anchor forward? What happens when we can't even see what is anchored in? What happens when we don't understand where we're being pulled to? What happens when we step into something new that completely pulls the carpet from under our feet? Who are you? Are you a person that panics? Are you a person that feels courageous and pumped up? Are you a person that feels like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know what I'm doing? Who are you when you step into something new? Are you filled with joy? Are you filled with optimism? Are you filled with excitement? And a lot of the time, if you can start to ask yourself these questions as things change for you, as things transform for you, you will get a better hold on the person that you really are. Not the person you're trying to be, not the person you think you are, but the person that you really are. Because more often than not, we are revealing to ourselves who we are every day. We're just not listening to ourselves. And one thing that I started to recognize when I started to ask myself this question, like who am I when I step into something new? And I realized that, believe it or not, 
I became very reserved. I become very shy. I tend to kick back and I tend to just look and observe. I don't necessarily go in and present who I really am. I hold back. And I was like, is this gonna serve me for the rest of my life? Because there could be a blessing in that newness for you. But because you're going in in fear or you're going in reserved or you're going in, oh, let me find my footing first. You're not solidifying what's in that room for you. You're not being open to that experience of that newness. And so I have to ask myself, who am I when I step into something new? And you know what? Because I started to be reserved, because I started to recognize that I would shrink or play small, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be brave, bold, and courageous. Yeah, I'm going to be brave, bold, and courageous. I started to anchor myself in something new. So before, when I went on a plane and I was filled with anxiety, I reminded myself, no tea, we're going to a new destination. We're going to a new experience. Let's be bold, brave and courageous. When I walked into new relationships and I thought, oh, well, this happened last time and that happened. I said, no, I'm going to be brave, bold and courageous. I'm going to be open to the newness that is in here for me. When I stepped into new rooms where people were more intelligent, smarter, had more money, were braver, whatever, prettier, whatever, I started to say, I'm gonna be brave, bold and courageous. I'm gonna be anchored in knowing that who I am is enough. I had to change the tone of how I was stepping into new rooms. And I feel that some of you are stepping up into newness. You're stepping into new awareness, new thinking, new ideas, new job opportunities, new people, new relationships. And it's time to shift the tone. It's time to shift the tone on the way that you're speaking to yourself and about yourself, in the way you're speaking to others and about others, in the way that you're seeing yourself and seeing others, in the way that you are being. It's time to shift the tone who are you when you step into something new? Are you willing to be excited? Are you willing to be open? Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to grow? Are you willing to develop way past anything that you already know? Or are you stepping into newness with your old baggage? Are you stepping into newness with your cup so full that nothing can get in? Now hear what I just said, because I'm the same teacher that will say to you, fill your cup first. But I encourage you to fill your cup so you can pour into others. But if you're going into newness, new relationships, new jobs, new situations, new groups, new circumstances, and you're holding your cup full so tight that you're not allowing it to pour, what's the point? Because we hear these principles chucked around. You can only give from a full cup, but that's the principle of the cup. The principle of the cup is to give. So the principle of the cup is to recognize that it's full by recognizing what is within you first before you wait for outside resources to develop that. What's within you? What's already been planted in you? What's already been grounded and anchored in you? And are you willing to pour that out? 
Are you willing to give that to others? Are you willing to share that? But here, the paradox of the principle, when you go into something new, it's not just about what you can get. It's about what you can give. And if you're so filled up by your own ideas, by how things should be, what it should look like, what it could be, what it could have been, you're not allowing your cup to give and therefore you're not allowing newness to come in. So today I want to invite you to start looking, maybe reshifting, maybe redeveloping, maybe resetting the way that you look at your cup. Is your cup half full and half empty? Is your cup full? Is your cup empty? And how do you develop this idea when you step into something new? For me personally, I'm going into every room full. I am going into every room full because I know I've got something to give. I'm no longer going into rooms acting like, oh, I'm going to just sit here and act like I ain't got something to give. I've got so much within me. You've got so much within you and you're coming into something new. And as a part of that coming into something new, not only are you going to have to give something, you're going to have to start looking at what you're getting. You're going to have to start to look at how you're being because your beingness will always affect the experience. So if your cup is so full and you're not willing to pour a little bit out, how can you allow more to be poured into you? And if your cup is so empty and you're just in there, just getting, 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 how is that impacting and influencing the people around you? But if you choose to dance with your cup being half full and half empty and this giving and taking and this receiving, who are you then allowing yourself to be? You see, yesterday we heard an audio and she spoke about being a student. And I know humans, humans are gonna run with that idea of now being a student and being taught things and being led. But there are some roles when you step into something new where you do need to manage it, where you do need to be the boss, where you do need to be the CEO of your shit, where you do need to manage yourself. Just as much as there's going to be other roles where you do have to be a student. And in the beginning of this year, I'd done a lesson called, Can You Manage Sis? And it was talking about exactly that. How sometimes we don't give ourselves credit as humans of how much roles that we're being asked to play. You're not being asked to be the boss in every role that you step in. You're not being asked to be the master, the student, the daughter, the mother, the, the boss, you're not been asked to be that person in every role. You're a multifascinated being. So how do you dance with playing the different roles in your life? Are you the type of person that has only allowed yourself to be one facet of yourself? So when you're put into something new, you're not able to adapt. You're not able to move. 
because you're stuck in that one idea of yourself. I am fully aware that I'm a mother every day of my life. I'm a sister every day of my life. I'm a daughter every day of my life. I'm a teacher every day of my life. As much as I'm a student every day of my life. But I'm also fully aware that as I change and shift and move through different roles and positions, I can easily put on different hats and they're all me. Yo, when I go out on weekends and I'm living my best life, yes, I am Camille and Caden's mother. <laughs> and what a great mother she is. <laughs> but I'm Tanya. And some of you have held on to this idea that a mother is supposed to look like this, that a sister is supposed to look like this, that a daughter is supposed to look like this, that a boss is supposed to look like this, that a manager is supposed to look like this, that a child is supposed to look like this. And so when you're presented with new ideas of these people in these roles, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to be because you haven't learned to adapt the roles that you're playing in your life. You don't know when you need to be the CEO of your brain, the CEO of your feelings, the CEO of your emotion, because that ain't no one else's job. Compared to when you need to be the student of loving yourself, the student of relearning who you are, in comparison to when you're in a group and you need to manage something, or when you're at work and you're the boss there, but when you come home, you're the wife, and there's a layer of clothing that you need to take off. Are you willing to have that vulnerability in your relationships, in your roles, in these new arenas that you're stepping into? because it's so heavy on my chest and in my spirit that people are coming into something new. You are coming into something new. And the power of stepping into something new is being able to adapt, is being able to transform, is being able to move. And as much as it's been able to move, it's been able to identify when you need to be still. When you need to be still. Because the pause is just as important as the go. And some of us don't get that yet. And that's why we step into something new and we go beast mode activated. Bam, 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 bam. And then within a couple of hours for some of us, in a couple of days, you'll burn out. And that's exactly what I did on Saturday. They let me outside. So it was like beast mode activated. Bam, 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 bam. On a hundred. And I was gone in an hour, literally. Wipe out. But what happens when you pace yourself? What happens when you take time? What happens when you enjoy the experience as it unfolds? For some of you, that's where you are. For others of you, there's a baton and there's only a time frame. And within that gap and that time, you've got something that you need to do. So you better get to running. 
When I woke up today after I'd done 5 a.m., I could have went into a nice little workout. I could have danced it out. I could have done a kettlebell workout. No, I needed to burn some shit out of my body. So I went for a run because I'm in a relationship with my body and I'm listening to the way that it communicates with me. I needed to sweat some things out. And because I'm aware that I'm stepping into something new, I've also watched myself for the last three weeks and I've watched how, sorry, I've witnessed how undisciplined I've been, how slow I'm maneuvering. And I was like, nah, sis, it's time to run. It's time to run. Because you have to be adaptable when you're stepping into something new. But if you're not having this relationship with you, First, how do you know where you need to pour? How do you know where your cup is too full or too empty? How do you know where you're not allowing things to come in or come out? How do you know where you're out of flow? You don't. Because you're just doing everything the same. You're just wearing the same hats in whichever room you walk into. So I wanna encourage you guys that as you step into something new, as you're walking into a new season, as you're walking into new doors, as you're walking into new opportunities, as you're taking leaps and jumps, or maybe you're just stepping, ask yourself, are you that person that always waits and waits and waits and waits and waits until you've got nothing left and then you run into every door and every room on empty or are you that person that just goes in running 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 or are you that person that just takes baby steps or are you that person that says yo I don't know where I'm gonna land but I'm gonna leap because maybe as you step into something new this time, you have to identify who you've been every other time so that this time you do something new. Because if you're coming into something new, you're gonna to have to do something new. If you're coming into something new, something new is gonna be birthed through you. If you're coming into something new, something new is being called out of you. So I'm gonna need you to pull it through. I'm gonna need you to let it go. I'm gonna need you to open up to the idea that you are coming into something new and something new has been done through you. Adapt and let the process begin. Have an open mind, have an open heart. Have an openness when you walk into open spaces. Spaces will be closed when you're closed. Doors will shut when you keep shutting yourself down. There's fear sometimes in stepping into something new, but it's fear that's keeping you where you're currently at. There could be doubt in stepping into something new, but there's doubt when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So I just wanna encourage you guys to continue to take steps 
into new things, into new rooms, into new ideas, into new ways of being, into new ways of thinking. But I also want to encourage you more than anything to adapt. You are not called here to play one role in life. You're going to play many roles. You already have played many roles. Life is a stage. The only difference is we don't know when the curtains are going to close. So how are you willing to perform now? What characters are you willing to play? Because the character that you choose to play will determine the characters that you bring into your story. When I was out on my run this morning and I looked at the people that were running, I said to myself, great people choose to run because running is hard. Great people put themselves in circumstances that are uncomfortable again and again and again. And as I was running, I affirmed to myself, I'm running with the greats. I'm running with the greats. I'm willing to do what others ain't willing to do. I'm willing to push myself past my limits and my boundaries. I am willing to run into something new and do something new. You only see me running when it's crunch time. And I know it's crunch time right now for me. What are you willing to do as you step into something new? What greats are you willing to run with? What people are you willing to surround yourself with? What conversations are you willing to have? Are you really asking for yourself to be held accountable to greatness? Or are you asking to be held accountable to be a mediocre? Because we're always playing the game of life. We're always performing on the stage. Are you giving it your best shot? And this is an everyday conversation that I have with myself. And some days life will greet you on your back. I had to spend two days in my bed and I was grateful. You know, when you can't move, do you know how grateful you are to be able to move? But within the still, I listened to my conversations that I have with myself. I listened to where I was focusing and what I was thinking about. I listened to the checklists that were ticking off in my head. And I listen to where my energy goes every single day. And sometimes there was a season in my life where every day I woke up and my energy was on the problem. My energy was on what's not working. My energy was on the difficulty. I'm so grateful that I sit, I stand, I sleep, I walk, I talk about greatness. I'm willing to put myself in the arenas of greatness. And I know that it's uncomfortable, but I'm willing to be in those rooms anyways. And I'm willing to adapt if I have to. I'm willing to learn if I have to, as much as I'm willing to teach if I have to. I'm willing to give if I have to, as much as I'm willing to receive. I'm willing to observe as much as I'm willing to perform. Who are you? as you step into new rooms. I am telling you all, we're coming into something new and we're having to learn to adapt. And perhaps Corona, COVID-19 was one of the best examples. Did you crumble under the pressure or did you adapt? Did you learn new ways of being? And was you excited about it? Was you open to it? 
Or was your inside voice like, man, I can't do Zoom. Oh, I'm tired of communicating like this. Oh, they need to let us back outside. The world's changed and it's changed forever. Many things are not going back to being the same. And who are you as things change? Who are you as you step into something new? You might have been accustomed of juggling one thing. That's not cutting it anymore. So you're having to juggle three things, four things, five things. Can you manage? Are you doing it well? Or are you feeling overwhelmed? Or filled with anxiety? Or are you like, yo, I've actually got this? I suggest that you really start affirming what you want over your life as you step into new things. Speak greater of yourself. See yourself in positions before you get there. See yourself handling the situations like you've never handled it before. See yourself managing the stuff like you've never managed it before. See yourself learning like you've never learned before. See yourself growing and expanding like you've never grown or expanded before. See yourself in the newness that is around you and see yourself enjoying it. See yourself growing through it. See yourself transforming through it. See yourself opening up and becoming a better person as a result of it. I don't care how amazing you already think you are. There's still some more amazingness in you. There's still some more greatness in you. There's still some more goodness in you. Where can you pour that today? Where can you use that today? Where can you share that today? Because you've been working on it. But what are you going to do with it? You're coming into something new and something new is being drawn out of you. And one thing that I do when I know that I'm coming into something new is I start affirming, I start writing. And we're on about week two of the challenge. I would love to know shortly how you guys are finding it, how you're finding your journey with affirming, how you're finding your journey with gratitude, how you're finding your journey with just five minutes with yourself before you jump out of your bed. And this is how I found myself affirming. I am going in. I am putting myself all in, my best self all in. I am filled up. I am truly building something great. I am overbooked. I am booked by popular demand. I am lighting up rooms. I am seeing my name, business and brand in places I never imagined. I am holding God's hand. I am watching God work. I am performing at my best. I am complete in my book. I am living in my luxurious life. Luxurious, you know, luxurious life. I am enjoying Queendom Heights. I am something for everything I feel. I am debt free. I am worry free. I am doubt free. I am free to be me. I am paid to be me. I am experiencing my best 4K month. I am easily getting shit done. I am aligned with my higher purpose. 
I am on my way to success. Heck, I'm already successful. I am valuable and I supply value to others, which they easily, easily, easily prosper from. I am a badass queen. I am the CEO of greatness. I am born, built and equipped to handle this. I'm coming out on top. I will not be stopped. I am flourishing. I am nourishing. I am changing the game and I'm paving the way. I am making money moves. I am paid to do what I love to do. I am love. I am all of the above. I am unlimited and I am limitless. I am unleashing my God self. I am the boss. I will speak who I am. And I encourage you guys to speak who you are. I encourage you to trust who you are. I encourage you to speak over what it is that you want. And there are certain seasons that when I journal, I literally just write them as prayers because I know who my father is. I know that I'm a king's daughter. I know that he already put purpose in me. And so sometimes I struggle because I try to do it alone. And I know I was never supposed to. So anytime that I get struggle or I feel stuck when I've walked into something new, I go back and I sit at my father's feet and I ask him to guide me. I ask him to lead me. I ask him to teach me. So my journaling is just like praying. It's just me writing out what it is that I need to say. One thing that we heard on audio yesterday is that Sarah was speaking and she said, some of you get real with your friends. You get real with your therapist. You get real around the people that you're around, but you're not willing to get real with God. You're not willing to sit down and say like, yo, this is what I'm struggling with. This is where I'm stuck. This is where I need help or support. But I'm willing to be as real as I am wherever I go. I'm willing to be that naked, that real, that transparent with God. And this is something that I wrote back in 2019. On the 2nd of July, 2019, it says, Father, anchor my heart and chain my soul to only things that are purposeful. May you allow me to feel whole. I ask loudly for clarity. I ask only for truth to be revealed. And in this season, may I trust that all in divine time will be healed. May I move rapidly with my lips sealed and may I fight my battles on my knees. Yo, that's so important. Some of us are fighting battles in our mind. Some of us are fighting battles by what's been reflected in our, our lives outside of us. But we're not willing to fight those same battles on our, on our knees in prayer. There was a season in my life where I recognize we live in a world of sending emails. Everything is, can you send an email? Can you send an email? Can you drop that in an email? I hate it personally. And that's why even in my groups and stuff, sometimes I'll be on an email season because I recognize that that's how humans work. But I just generally don't have a good relationship with emails because I'm a pick up the phone type of person. I'm a face-to-face -face person. I'm a less connect person, but I get it professionally, professionally, can't even say the word today, emails work. But what I recognized is for me, I needed to start sending emails. 
I needed to go back home. And for me, prayer has always been home. Prayer has been my anchor. I spoke in the beginning of this room about what are you anchored by? And it doesn't matter whether things are good, bad, up, down, happy, sad. Prayer is what I start with, what I end with, what I land in always. And so I wanted to up my knee males. Because for me, that's where I've found peace. So it says, Father God, use me. May I be strengthened through your grace and ignited by your mercy. May my passions burn so big and mighty that anyone would have to go through the fire to access me. I no longer want to do this path alone. May I be grounded and surrounded by you in building my throne. May this be the season of power and purpose. When they see me, may they see you. May I be anchored in you in all I do. Father, surprise me. Wrap your blessings around me. And that's just how I would journal. I would journal by giving it all to God. I would journal by just really asking for what it is that I wanted and trusting that he will deliver. But at the same time, been adaptable and quick to take action. Some of you are asking for things or wanting to step into new things, but you're not willing to become what it is that you need to become. You're not willing to act like the CEO to become the CEO. You're not willing to act like the manager to become the manager. You're not willing to be teachable. You're not willing to be coachable. You're not willing to be a student. So you act like you know everything. So life can't teach you anything. No one can teach you anything. Where and how do you need to adapt in your life as you step into something new? Because you're coming into something new. Where do you need to create space to let the magic happen. The greatness happens in the space. It doesn't happen in the control. At the same time, where do you need to take action? Because you've been in the still for too long. You've been in the pause for too long. Where do you need to start running and burning some toxins out of your body, out of your mind, out of your life? Where do you need to start dancing with life? Because it's a dance. You gotta go as much as you stop. You gotta give as much as you receive. You gotta let go as much as you accept. You gotta allow as much as you control. But at what part of you do you need to do these things? I pray that this conversation sits in your spirit. And I pray that you have received whatever it is that you needed to receive. I pray that you've heard whatever it is that you need to hear. And I pray that you recognize that maybe some things are feeling shaky right now is because you've stepped into something new. And the things that you used before, you might not be able to use now. The things that you've done, you might have to change now. 
the way that you've trained, you might have to change your training. The way that you're eating, you might have to change your eating. The way that you're thinking, you might have to change your thinking. The emotions you're attached to, you might have to attach to some new emotions. Did you know that you can attach to joy? Did you know that you can attach to happiness? Did you know that? And I mean, like, all the time. Because within my happiness, there is pain. Within my happiness, there is sadness. Within my light, there is darkness. It's the yin and the yang, and they're both a part of the same thing. So I ain't scared of either one of them. Because both of them are going to grow me. Both of them are my birthright. Both of them can bring me abundance. But did you know that there's more available to you? But maybe you need to be that person before you see it. Maybe you need to become what you're asking for. And maybe that is how you step into something new. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, for being a part of this conversation. <laughs> we didn't actually conversate but you know what I mean. And if there's anything that you would like to share, you can come forward now and share. If there, if you've been enjoying your morning routine and you're smashing it, let me know. If you're falling off, let me know. Um, one thing I know for sure is I've become this person on purpose. As in, success happens on purpose. I always say that. And I say it as two sides to the same sentence, as in where you're going to be most successful, it's already been written, it's already ordained. That's what I truly believe. That's your purpose. As much as who you choose to be, the work you choose to do every single day of your life, the actions you choose to take, the thinking you choose to have, the emotions that you choose to dance with, that is how you become something on purpose taking purpose-filled action. I love it when people reach out to me for support and they ask me for stuff and I make it dead or simple and they're looking for the most difficult thing and it's not difficult. Are you willing to wake up every day and write down affirmations? Are you willing to wake up every day and ask yourself how you're feeling? Are you willing to wake up every day and check in with yourself like, yo, what am I thinking about? What am I attracting? What conversations am I having? Why am I even awake in this day? Because there's a certain aspect of life where we are, we feel like it's just given. And as if we don't have a role to play, as if there's not something that we got to do. But the minute that you recognize doing little things on purpose, they become big things. And it's so easy to do, but it's so easy not to do. And that's the game changer right there. It's so easy to do that it's so easy not to do. It's easy not to be adaptable. Just as much as it's easy to adapt. It's easy to walk into a room and be the same person wherever you go, as much as it's easy to say, hey, let me see who I would be if I did something like this. 
Maybe if you're always the talker, it's time to start listening. And maybe if you're the listener, it's time to start talking. Maybe if you're the walker, it's time to start running. And if you're the runner, it's time to start walking. But you won't know what you gotta do if you're not willing to sit with you, listen to you, talk to you, get to know you, understand you. You will have simply no idea. So although you're stepping into new things, it will always feel like you're in the wilderness because you have no direction and you have no purpose. And so you're just like a fish in water. But I'm telling you, it's deeper than that. There's more to it than that. You're coming into something new because something new is being called out of you. Something new is being birthed through you. Something new is literally saying, yo, I'm relying on you to make this happen. But how available are you to listen? It's a new day. It's a new dawn. And it's a great day to have a great day. Does anybody have anything they want to contribute or add or say before I chop up and get out of this room? Nobody? Okay, great. Me have a thousand styles to make million On the strip with me outside Brazilian One in life for millions now William In me trap like gates one billion When it's time for war The whole place shall know I'm a Gideon Give this aim in a live nice Better not like how me live life million She want hair with bad boy So me say DJ fling some Gideon she give enough chat online in a real life. Let me see where you really are. Uh, 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 I need a million. Now nah, Billy, nigga, now nah, really. I just want palm trees and palm titty. Straight shots up, Hennessy, I'm lit. Man, how you getting me home? Now nah, really. Dog, trying to get me a bone. Bon kitty, fuck up, getting some dome. You know what I see me? Got tits, don't trip. Let's lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it. Yeah, I heard niggas talking loose, but really they ain't in the whole life. Before I lean on you, nigga, fool. If it's that, I switch like a million. Me have a thousand styles to make million. On the strip with me, Southside Brazilian. One in life in the hills now, William. In me trap like gates, one billion. When it's time for war, the whole place shall know. I'm a Gideon. Give this name in a live night. It's so crazy, right? Uh, somebody just told me to play that song, and I was like, what does Armageddon mean? Because that's what that song is called. And it says the site or time of a final conclusive battle between the forces of good and evil. <laughs> it says the battle taking place at Armageddon, a usually vast, decisive conflict or confrontation. Listen, I'm taking that as a sign that when you walk into new rooms, there's a battle that goes on. It really does. And it's a battle between the old you versus the new you. And this is something that I encourage people to do when I'm coaching them, to make a list of the old you versus the new you. And as you see yourself shift, watch how the old you would have dealt with things compared to the new you would have dealt with things. And it will give you the ability to be able to see yourself new. 
Sometimes we're seeing ourselves as our old self, as much as we're growing, as much as we're evolving, as much as we're transforming, and we're holding on and holding ourselves accountable to be in our old self when you're something new. Grand Rising, Miss Anita, was there something you wanted to add? Yeah, just a little, just as you were talking, say thank you for that. It was wonderful. And again, so many things have kept coming to my head, but all that kept coming to me was Anita, you're a chameleon. Anita, you're a chameleon. Wow. Anita, you're a chameleon. And then you played that song and all I could hear was Ileon. I'm like, oh my God, I need to say something. And I just find that when I go into a new room, I think I'm a chameleon. I think I blend in and kind of don't really bring me. Um, that's all that we all through your, you know, this room this morning. That's all I could say, and so I couldn't not say anything. So I don't know how much value that's going to add. No, I love that because you know what? I'm a chameleon. That's what a lot of people do. They lose who they are and they adapt to being who everyone is. Like, I've been in many groups, like, over my life, like, to grow or to build something or to do something. And it's like language, for instance. One time we was in this group and everybody was like, amazing, amazing. And I swear, if I heard one more person say amazing, I was going to, like, shoot them because it just sounded like, it, it sounded like some kind of, I don't even know what to call it, cult it was horrible but it was just because that's how people started responding and it just caught on and caught on and caught on and caught on until everybody was like amazing amazing and I was like nah I'm gonna say a different word because I'm the type of person if everyone's going left I'm going right if everyone's going up I'm a thousand percent going down but actually there's some characters that I've seen do that through these clubhouse rooms. Everybody will be having a conversation in a, in a certain direction and people will play devil's advocate on purpose. And some people do that to learn, to grow. Some people do that because actually they're just that person. But my thing is this, don't lose who you are when you step into rooms. There's certain rooms that you will step into where you've been asked to um move as one right so there will be a oneness within that energy but within that oneness there's your uniqueness there's who you are that adds value to that space as much as who the other person is that adds value to that space and all of those individual values coming together creates more value and so it's beautiful that you've heard that about yourself today because i pray that it then encourages you to not be a chameleon you know, don't just blend in. Amen, for sure. Like, honestly, it just, I'm like, no. And even from 5 a.m. this morning and all those lessons that we had today, it's just testimony. Honestly, it's just confirmation that I need. That's what you do. I need to stop. Love that. I'm going to stop. I love it. It's easy to blend in. It's just easy to just go and fit into the wallpaper and slide in against the wall. But um, there's a collection of sticks that I haven't released yet, but I wrote them for young girls. And one of them was, baby girl, stop trying to blend in when you're a highlighter. So the sticks have like an influence on makeup and things that they like. But when you do your base, you blend in your base to your face. But we're not blending in, we're highlighters. The highlighter pops on your face. 
So that's one thing that I've always reminded myself, baby girl, do not blend in when you're a whole highlighter. I'm a highlighter. I'm the text that's about to stand out in the book. You know, that's who you are. That's who we all are. But where are we choosing to be that in our lives? You know, and again, do we play that role where we're comfortable? Do we play that role where we're comfortable or are we able to adapt and be that person wherever we go? Because we are so confident in who we are that we know we add value to a room. We know we add value to a space. As much as a space adds value to you, you add value to a space when you see yourself as valuable. But when you don't see yourself as valuable, you're just in the room blending in. And that ain't nobody's portion. Thank you for that, for real. You're so welcome. Thank you for bringing that idea to the stage. It was very good and I enjoyed it and I didn't have to speak to myself. <laughs> so Queens and King, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Do not blend in when you're a whole highlighter. Go into the world and pop your shit. Let them know who you are because guess what? There's an assignment in you. There's divinity in you. There's amazingness in you. And we're going to take up room. This is about shaking the room. And we are going to take up room by being unapologetically ourselves. Be great, guys. She want hear real bad boy, so me say DJ fling some